0: Welcome to Health Dose, a podcast where we discuss topics focused on your health and well-being. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Today, we're talking about a growing problem in Western society, literally, that being obesity. Dr. Tiona Malachaleza is a board-certified internal medicine doctor specializing in obesity medicine. Health Dose asked Dr. Tiona to define obesity as a health issue.
1: It's not, uh, Jerry my definition of obesity. It was first recognized as a disease by World Health Organization in 1948. And do we know, did, was it recognized in um, primary care offices? Was it recognized between the patients it's a disease? No, because it's a very sensitive topic. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the WHO's definition for that? It's an abnormal or excess fat accumulation that presents a risk to the health. Now I want to mention the dates how it was after defining obesity and recognized that as a disease by WHO organization that American Medical Association recognized it as a disease in 2013.
0: It took that long?
1: It took. Then we have an OMA that's a obesity medicine Association, I'm part of that and I'm a reviewer there. and they came up. It's a very long, definition of the obesity but they came up it's from 2015 and 2016 guidelines and I want to read this word by word because everyone needs to know what it is about and what it is how difficult to treat that and how it's important to recognize obesity as a disease on time fashion not to kind of ignore and as I said very sensitive topic. And for each of us, it's very sensitive to say, hey, you know what, I might have little weight problem. And let me, we have to be really honest to ourselves to say, you know what, let me take care of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to read now, obesity is defined as a chronic, relapsing, multifactorial neurobehavioral disease, wherein an increase in body fat promotes adipose tissue dysfunction, and abnormal fat mass physical forces resulting in adverse metabolic biomechanical and psychosocial health consequences.
0: That covers a broad spectrum, spectrum of issues. You're right. The psychological, the mechanical, the
1: chronic relapsing. Mm-hmm. It's not just fixable in three months, What mm-hmm. do you see people lose weight in three months, Then what happens after some time, they cannot keep it up. Maintenance, it's a worst uh, time frame for them. They Mm -hmm. cannot maintain. All the weight comes back because it's not only us like, okay, eat less and exercise. No, it's based on our neurohormonal mechanism abnormality. It's a lot of hormones involved in that. And unfortunately, it's not taught in medical schools in depth like that and it's not taught in the residencies. Most of the primary cares even are not aware of that in that depth. That's why when we approach the primary care nowadays, what happens, you say, we have excess weight. And I need some help. What's the, what you get answer? Oh God, you know, got to cut down on a calories. We've got to uh, and start exercising. It's not that simple.
0: I don't think it's that. I don't think calories is the way to do it either because I have seen people and myself have been, I've been on a reduced calorie diet with exercise and it didn't work.
1: Let me tell you why it will not work. First of all, you belong to the different age group. When we do calorie restriction it's easier works for young people their metabolic rate is different and they can shed that excess weight very easily with reduced calories but relatively in you, speaking, speaking e- easily but what we need we have to have uh, those foods that will give you more satiety mm-hmm. and we should not look at the calories and that food gives you satiety and you are not hungry as much but at the end of it still you consume less calories and you will shed weight.
0: But it's a different approach to it's it. It's, a it's finding approach. foods that, that satisfy you.
1: You are right.
0: Faster, longer.
1: Faster. And, and that's why you need to see the doctor. And that's why, based on your medical problems, we need to approach you. Mm-hmm. Whatever, let's say, general message would not work for average patient because we don't know what's their medical problems. Yeah. And that diet has to be selected very carefully. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's the problem, too? You have to be careful with the age patients who are 65 and up not to cause sarcopenia. What's the sarcopenia? When they start any diet, losing weight, they lose the lean body mass. Lean body mass losing in the elderly means that their morbidity rate, mortality rate will go up high. They'll get sicker easy. Because they've lost it.
0: They're losing muscle.
1: They're losing muscle. Mm. You are absolutely right. Mm. That's, why we, that's why they need to see a doctor. And all this needs to be guided right with proper nutritional support.
0: So is BMI the way we decide, body mass index, the way we decide if a person is obese?
1: That's very easy method. And that's what uh, CDC uses, BMI, because we have a weight and we have a height. It's easily put together and we have a BMI. Mm-hmm. But classification and definition of obesity, it's not only based on the BMI. There are many classifications of that. We have to take in mind also ethnic groups, they are BMI it's completely different compared to the Caucasian uh, uh, patients. Now what's happening, what the BMI for us, if it starts from 30 and above being a class one obesity, for them that can be a little lower because their body composition is different. Also, there are different classification of the obesity. It's not mm. only BMI. It's not, it's not just like weight. just and height and weight. It's not no. just
0: body fat percentage.
1: Uh, uh, Body fast percentage, if you want to define exactly, you have to use body composition analyzer. The machine I have in my clinic, mm-hmm. that will exactly tell you how much body fat you'll have, how much muscle you have, how much water content in that. This is the 100%. But I'm talking about different criteria to define the obesity, not even the BMI. Let's say if we pick up someone who is muscular guy, Okay, BMI will be high, but that does not define him that he is class one obese.
0: Muscle weighs more than fat. You are
1: right, and that's why we have a let's say ethnic criteria, mm-hmm. and in that ethnic criteria, as I mentioned, for obesity and overweight, the BMI range is completely different. Mm-hmm. As I said, that for Caucasians, it's obesity class one starts from thirty and above. For Chinese descent, it starts obesity at 27, 29 BMI. For Japanese, above 29. For Indian population, above 27. Singapore, obesity at 27. I'm talking about the BMIs. Mm -hmm. Ethnic South and Central Americans, it's similar to South Asians. Okay.
0: So it matters. Your genetics matter in this regard.
1: Now let's talk about the genetics. Genetics matters a lot. 40 to 60% there is a genetic predisposition. You will not find, it's not the typical Mendelian genetic predisposition, like you have a, it does not pass the gene like that. It's gene and there is environmental factors that combine and that predispose you to the heavyweight And the that's obesity. not just, that's
0: not just I have German ancestors so there's potatoes at every meal, that's the lifestyle that you bring with your that, family.
1: You're right plus that huge environment effect. Now, there are single uh, mutations with FTO gene that's very highly associated with obesity. Mm-hmm. In that case, you have an earlier age uh, weight problem. There are some genetic disorders, like chromosomal disorders, that's associated with certain genetic uh, weight problems. But it's it will come as a combination. And what I want to mention that's a very good topic about the genetics What's happening, even a baby in utero, when someone is pregnant and pregnant woman has excess weight, I would put like that, that baby gets exposed to this excess weight, and that excess weight, what it does to the baby, it will not change the coding of the genetic material, but how it will be expressed, it does change. It predisposes the child to have ADHD, eating disorders, down the line.
0: Is that a hormonal thing in utero?
1: We don't know exactly which hormones are responsible for that, but it's all the maternal high weight, excess weight, does that to the child's genetic expression. It's Mm. called epigenetics. Mm
0: -hmm. You don't have to be a doctor or a scientist to know that America is getting heavier. What's the prevalence of obesity in America from your perspective?
1: It's well-known statistics, 42%. American population have a problem with the weight, mm-hmm. exact obesity. It got worse during coronavirus pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, worse got into the younger population. It was average 15 to 20 pound weight gain. Mm. And what we're looking in another decade, one or two, you'll see even higher obesity prevalence. In Michigan, you know which city has the highest prevalence of obesity, Saginaw?
0: Really, Saginaw is the center of obesity in Michigan. In Michigan. Really. So what's behind this progression? Because I remember growing up in the 60s and 70s, there were maybe two, maybe three kids in school who were a little heavy, or you knew a couple of relatives who were... It's a lot. It's the majority of them, it seems.
1: Now what's, as we've talked, it's not only one reason. One reason, it's not only one reason. It's multiple. One, we've talked about genetics. Mm-hmm. Second, let's talk about the lifestyle. How much it's changed. How much we're dependent on the cars and we don't walk as much. House chores that females did years ago has been changed because it was uh, housewives, they've cleaned, they took care of the garden, they were making food at home, mm-hmm. and the activities those went down as the women woman started working. The, what they are doing now, using cars, get, to work, coming back. Major thing, is a diet. What happened to our diet? Westernized, processed food. And in every food, you don't find simple ingredients. It's loaded with multiple ingredients that the body does not recognize, does not know what to do with that. There are processed fats there, hydrogenated oils, corn syrups. Our body does not recognize what to do with that. It, f- it puts as a fat. Mm-hmm. as adipose tissue. So many sugary drinks, unhealthy food in schools. What's the recommendation for the younger kids? They should consume one and a half cup of vegetables and fruits but not sugary drinks, mm-hmm. not juices. Is it happening? No. The dyes is in a common candies and all that candy, what's the candy? It's a corn syrup adding the dye
0: why is managing obesity so important let's talk about we talked about the macro but the micro to the individual in why your practice
1: okay why it's very important it's linked to many comorbidities that we're dealing as a primary care doctors every day on daily basis why i've decided to choose this specialty uh, to go in depth in the obesity because every patient you see most of them in my specialty, in my age group, what I see from 40 to 65, they have a diabetes. Mm-hmm. What's the behind of the diabetes stands? Excess weight. It's a type 1 diabetes. Diabetes comes from insulin resistance, comes from excess weight. Now, for primary cares to uh, approach patients, it's not easy. As we've talked, it's a very sensitive topic. Some patients don't want to change basic of that, they don't want to change the diet, they don't want to do anything. They'll be like, Okay, give me medication, that's fine, let's don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and why it's important to recognize on time because we can reverse those diseases that's linked directly to obesity, heart and disease. Those Heart disease, high blood [SSSSS1] blood pressure, pressure, [SS2] fatty liver disease. Mm -hmm. This is a new, and not new, but it's getting so common. Before it was a hepatitis, causing elevated LFTs and transplants requirement in the United States. Now fatty liver is causing cirrhosis, because it's not recognized on time, it's not taken care of on on time. Mm -hmm. You have a fatty liver, yeah, we tell patients you have fatty liver. What are we doing for that? This is needs to be recognized on time and specific diet, low-carb diet, as low as you can go, it's a treatment for that. Now, I just want to give you a couple things about mortality and obesity. Not many people are aware of it. People quite often will say, yeah, I have excess weight, but I'm completely healthy. Now, let me tell you, mortality increases by 30% for each five kilogram per meter square increase in BMI. BMI increasing by five, your mortality increases up to 30%. Uh And overweight at age 40, lived three years less than those with normal BMI. BMI 30 to 35, median survival is reduced by two to four years. And BMI 40 to 45, it's reduced by eight to 10 years. And it's very comparable to the effect of smoking. Mm. And those with both obesity and smoking lived 13 to 14 years less than normal weight non-smokers. That's why it's so important.
0: So what are the aspects of a person's health that you focus on in your clinic?
1: First, overall, what we focus, well-being of someone, patient. And not everything goes to the weight. Also, they've been studied someone can have a little overweight, but was excellent fitness condition. That's what matters. Not only the BMI excess weight matters, it matters how are they Fustering. physically active? Mm-hmm. If they are running five miles every day or walking five miles, they are doing multiple flights of stairs and their BMI twenty seven, I don't have a problem with that patient. They're metabolically healthy. We need to look at these patients who have a excess weight. I would say it could be overweight or it could be high BMI, even over 13, obesity class one, two, three. We want to look overall their general condition. How many diseases are linked to this obesity? How much we can reverse those? And what's their fitness? What's their exercise tolerance? That's how I'm trying to approach every patient. And Management of that, I don't want to use uh, like diet specific. It's a healthy lifestyle. I'm trying to incorporate with every patient because no one wants to be hungry for one month. Then they are they want to eat food mm-hmm. and this will not work. My goal for a community is whoever wants to come and seek the help will be let's change the diet Let's help you out with the weight, and let's change your lifestyle for a long term.
0: Mm -hmm. You talked about exercise and lifestyle, and certainly exercise and diet lead into behavioral aspects of weight loss and weight management. Is there medication? Um, I mean, we talked about people say, give me a pill and I'll I'll be on my way. But are there medications that can help?
1: Okay. Uh, You're right, Jerry. There are many medications. Now, approach to patients, which medication we have to use depends how they present with a weight problem. It's called now phenotypical approach to patient who has a excess weight. Now, we have a patient who has an empty gut syndrome. That means their gut does not get satisfied no matter they eat. And we have to use medication that will trigger that will help. Those are GLP-1 agonists. That's new medications. There's Saxenda, Manjaro, Trulicity. Trulicity we use uh, uh, off-label for the weight, but it helps with the diabetes. And uh, if someone has a diabetes plus has a weight, we use that medication too. Ozempic that's a newer on the market too and widely used someone has a problem, it's called hunger brain syndrome. That means their brain doesn't get a signal saying that you are satisfied with the food. you got to hold on, and that's a reward system. We use the medication. It's a combination of well with naltrexone that works to that system.
0: Right, because some people— they can be full but not feel satisfied because is it a hormonal?
1: It's a hormonal brain. It's a hormone. It's a lot of hormones associated. Mm-hmm. There is a ghrelin hormone, leptin hormone, oxytocin, A lot of hormones. Mm-hmm. It's the skin. If you look, what regulates our hunger and satisfaction from the food, it's very complicated. Mm-hmm. It's not just put in uh, two three words. Very, very complicated. One more thing I want to mention, it's a big part of the weight, it's mental illnesses, mental health. That needs to be assessed too. There are patients who have a mental problems, 30, 40%, they have a weight problem. And other way around too. And we have to carefully evaluate those patients because what they do, they use food as a stress management and stress reliever. And we have to identify those patients on time to get counseling and to get help in that. Otherwise, if we try to fix itself, obesity will not work. The pattern is that still there to use the food as a comfort. That needs to be broken down.
0: What steps do you recommend that a patient follow if they're concerned about obesity
1: okay number one see your PCP and when you see the PCP please make a visit only for weight problem weight related problem it should not be I have this 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 problem and at the end of the visit you say oh by the way my weight no it's a separate visit identify how healthy you are regarding the weight Identify what's your BMI and all the problems that are consequence of this weight. And please put the goal with a doctor, how you need to work towards that. Mm. And in the case if you have a disease, if it's a possibility to reverse that disease, identify if there is a psychological problem, mental illnesses or stress that causing you to do comfort eating and please, take care of that. It's very important. And activity. Identify where you stand regarding the fitness. That's the goal. Need to be addressed with a PCP. If PCP feels comfortable managing that, that will be great completely. And identify maybe you need to be treated with the medications too. Mm-hmm. That will be my advice.
0: Do I need a re- referral to come see you?
1: You can come as a self-referred, and you can come as referral from the doctor. Depends on the insurances, what they require. That's the number one check with the insurances and say that I'm a subspecialty now, and if we need the referral. And it's very well paid with every insurance, because it's not only obesity, it's obesity-related problems. Even a counseling, nutritional counseling, it's very well paid, most of the commercial and Medicare insurances.
0: Is there hope for people who have obesity? Are you seeing results? Are you seeing good results with your clients? Absolutely.
1: There is a hope. Absolutely. Very good results. You'll see results if the team that take care of the patient works all together Mm -hmm. and patient works with them. I always say... It's a 50-50 work. You have a 50 per 50% job there, I do 50. And let's work together What to achieve our goal, what mm-hmm. we need. And when you set the goal, it has to be something not like, okay, losing 100 pounds within three months, it's not possible. It has to be truly acceptable goal when Incremental. we set. You're right. Mm-hmm. It has to be achievable goals, not achievable goals.
0: That is Dr. Tiona Machlachalidza. Dr. Tiona sees patients at her office on Indian Street in Midland. If you have health concerns, as always, the best place to start is your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, go to mymichigan.org doctors. On the next episode of Health Dose, we'll be talking with Dr. Tiona about obesity and its connection to menopause. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Thank you so much for listening. Check back again soon for another edition of Health Dose.